Hello, and welcome to Future Forward Podcast, an unusual tech dialogue about the advancements and innovations which are going to affect your everyday lives today and in the future. Brought to you by Mazdar City, a world-class innovation hub and a pioneer in sustainable urban community in Abu Dhabi. I'll be your host, Steve Severance, Head of Program Management and Marketing, and I'll be joined by Ali Al-Sayed, an incredibly funny Emirati comedian, and together we'll meet awesome experts and change makers to answer frequently asked questions on the hottest topics to keep future tech on your radar. Not only that, at the end of each episode, I'll be putting Ali to the test to see how much he's learned. So we're going to talk about 5G. So is it true you're still on a Nokia phone? Uh, listen, man, uh, I want to go off the grid, but I just cannot. I wish I could say, yes, I'm on a Nokia phone and I don't know what's going on, but I'm too connected, my brother. Every day, uh, my phone tells me like it, it almost feels like it's telling me off. It's like, hey, you did nine hours on your phone today. I'm like, OK, that's your job. OK, your job is to let me use it as long as I charge you. But anyway, that's me. And my so you phone. are the you are the target market for 5G. You're downloading your videos faster than ever now, aren't you? Hey, man, we have the fastest internet in the world in the Emirates. Why wouldn't I? So this week, we'll be looking at 5G with Tommy Adebayo, a.k.a. Gadgets Boy, with over 17 million views on YouTube, which is 16,980,999 more than me, and over 100,000 followers across platforms. Tommy, welcome to the show. I do, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, we're excited to have it, because I think this is, an, uh, this is a topic that really people have heard so much about. Uh, there's a lot of hype about it. The telcos have been investing a lot of money around the world and telling us that they have the world's fastest 5G network, getting us to sign up for it. But I think a lot of us are wondering, well, first off, what is it and why do I need it? I can watch YouTube videos at speed. I'm constantly connected already. What is 5G going to do for me as a consumer? First of all, um, 5G is uh, the fifth generation of the mobile networks that we have. So we've, we've, everyone knows 2G, 3G, even down to like edge back in the day when you're hardly able to connect to anything where we get WAP internet and stuff like that. Um, but I think 5G now just allows us to uh, do things like download movies faster, uh, be able to get on Netflix and watch movies without any buffering. For example, if you're a mobile gamer, you're able to play games online without any latency at all. Um, so yeah, I think for most people, those are the areas where they'll see the effect and the advantage. I think you left one out. What's that? Create a global pandemic and give us coronavirus. Oh, wow. <laughs> Isn't think, that the word on the street? <laughs> that's, that is the word. I think we, we had it, I don't know, maybe we had it worse over here. Like people were burning down um, 5G masks and uh, people really believed that people were catching coronavirus because of 5G. And they were really believing that the government were tracking us using 5G and all sorts. So yeah, it's ridiculous. And I don't know why, where people get that from. Maybe Facebook, maybe. Maybe Facebook. By the way, so both of you bring up a good point, though. There has been some fear around around 5G and some pushback in a way that we've never seen around the other Gs, 2G, 3G, 4G. Those were all good. But the fifth one, Tommy, tell us what about the fifth one is that actually does create a bit of fear in people. I think we just had the, it's a mixture of things. I think it's a mixture of Facebook because Facebook's very good at spreading propagandas and you know different things around the world but that side no non, nothing political um but i think we we were 5g was launching around a time where things like coronavirus started and um people were talking about cancer is causing cancer i think that was bigger than coronavirus actually um but the reason why people thought that is because the frequency that 5g uses 
people worry that, okay, it can go through your skin and cause all these things and blah, 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 blah. But I think that's just all nonsense because the actual wave that it uses, it's no stronger than your microwave at home. So if you're standing by your microwave every day, you're not going to get catch cancer from that. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's anything to worry about. But there, yeah, there was a lot of things like burning our masks and it was making the news and everything. <laughs> but isn't that always a thing? I remember back in the day, people said that about remote controls. Yeah. Like there's a, if you stand in the way of the remote control between the remote control and the television, you're going to get cancer. Yeah. So when I'm flipping channels, you better be on the sides. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember that. I remember that. It's yeah. I don't know where people come, come across these things. Whenever there's something new and we don't understand it right away. Like right now, when you're going to get technical about 5g, I'm one of those people that's going to say, I don't know what this guy is talking about. It's way too advanced for me. And then somebody else says it causes cancer. It's going to kill you. I'm going to say, yeah, I understand that. I'm going to follow that point until, yeah, yeah, yeah. until it bleeds. Exactly. Yeah. And, and the thing is, if you're asking any of these people to point out who's died from 5g, they, they can't tell you. <laughs> well, because of the propaganda machine that's hiding all the information, bro. <laughs> they don't want you to see it <laughs> it's okay i got the i got i got the vaccine so i think i'm safe you must be getting so, but, the best signal everywhere that's right I, I another the, puppet ladies and gentlemen <laughs> only 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 when i got the huawei phone it did not it did nothing with my iphone did nothing with the slander. iphone there we go but, shots fired but but tommy tell us so how much how much of the world is covered by 5G right now? How are we doing in the rollout? I think UK is probably one of the slowest, slower ones out of uh, the top the top countries like the US, the UAE. I think there's a chart that I was looking at and the UAE has more people, right, more than 20% people connected to 5G at, like compared to the, the UK, which is probably like 5% or something like that, connected at a time, at all times to 5G. So the rollout is kind of slow here, but I think it's down to the hardware more than anything else. You're here to help us cut through some of the marketing spiel. And I, I think that for, for a lot of people, the experience will be evolutionary instead of revolutionary. It will just make their experience a bit better, but not fundamentally change what you can do with your phone or your laptop. When you look at some of the the, the more business applications or commercial applications like connected vehicles or remote surgery. This is the area. These are the areas we're talking about as 5G is really being revolutionary in people's lives. Is that true? Very true. I think that's accurate. Um, in connected vehicles, for example, um, for the, for the artificial intelligence to work, everything's stored in the cloud. So for the car that's aut autonomously driving itself, for that to access those data, the best way to do is through 5G. It's, it's quick, quicker than 4G, enough to, you know, up to 500 times faster, enough for you to be able to connect to the cloud and access those AI actions and commands very quickly. And then you see things like education where remote doctors can remotely connect via VR and stuff to educate a doctor remotely and tell them to what to do and that kind of stuff. So they don't have to be there uh, in person to do operations, which is uh, which I which I think is incredible. Um, and then you also got something that was demoed by Vodafone here, for example, where I could be I could be here moving and stuff and playing football and you could be stood next to me via hologram in a different city using 5G. And that's that gets displayed, projected in real time. And I think there's so many, so many use cases like that. And then it gets used in farming, for example, it gets used with uh, drones 
uh, for, for safety and tracking lost people or whatever in remote area where there's no signal, but 5G works. Um, here we have 5G Wi-Fi that's been used on the underground, for example. Um, I'm hearing talks about networks like EE, EE using a hybrid broadband service where if you're at home and your home broadband is not functioning well, the 5G SIM card kicks in to take over the speeds and you still get the same experience if you're watching a live Oscar stream, Oscars on your, on your laptop, for example, you're not going to miss up that most important Will Smith moment. Um, but yeah, that kind of stuff. So many use cases areas. That's quite important. Yeah. Fantastic. So what, tell me uh, of all these, which ones do you think uh, have the, have the quickest potential, the, the most potential for, for rolling out quickly? Uh, autonomous driving. I think we'll see that quite like more or less, more or less very soon. I think that already exists. That's, that's already there. It's just that we don't have the road infrastructure for that to actually work properly here. I think in the US, Tesla does a lot of testing with autonomous driving and a lot of that is powered by 5G. Uh, they do, but I think for the most part, they're still independent because you can't trust. They, they've not come to the point where we can rely on those 5G networks to be connected to each other. So each individual car still has to, still has to be by itself until we get that 100% coverage, which we're going to need for that for, to connect those vehicles because that's the one area. You cannot have any latency. If I'm a little bit slow, yeah. I'm, I'm watching my YouTube video or Netflix special or killing you in Call of Duty, which uh, if I played that game, I would. But, but if, if we're doing that, yeah, we can have a little latency. There's no life or death issues. But latency between connected vehicles is completely unacceptable, right? Absolutely. Not, not accepted at all. But I think that there are... There are ways to, to come right, to go over that. There's something called millimeter wave, um, which is a lot faster and a lot more powerful, which can be used in rural areas like in the cities for autonomous driving. So, for example, um, as long as this mast, enough mast in, on the route of the vehicle, it's the latency is next to nothing. So there are ways around it. But if that's going to happen, that's a different story. Okay, what happens if you're driving your autonomous vehicle or it's driving itself really and uh, you haven't, you know, you're like me, you're slow at paying your bills and your carrier cuts it off. Do I crash? Oh, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> it's a selfish question. I think it's a, it's an ethical thing. I think as a car manufacturer, you'd, your, your passenger's safety would be first. So you can charge them later. I mean, we've seen how ethics work <laughs> with the big companies. <laughs> but, you know, like, what what about the buffering process? Because obviously, even if it switches from one tower to the other, you can't, I mean, you notice that when you're trying to watch a YouTube video, for example. How do, how do they solve that? Is there, like, an internal uh, memory that works? Like, how, how do they stay connected no matter what? A way around that would be, so we have... Um, America uses millimeter wave and a mixture of that and sub six. So basically just without getting too technical, basically. I, was gonna say, cause you, I think you already got too technical. Give us, yeah. a, give us a little, so, explain to our listeners what, what your this in, technology there. In as, uh, let me try and make this as simple as possible. So like a millimeter wave is um, a lot powerful. So it works over higher bandwidth and higher frequencies. So which means you can, connect a lot more devices at the same time and still retain speed. But the only problem with that is millimeter wave, the frequency that it travels at, it doesn't go through, it can't go through walls, for example. So for you to get really good speeds on that, you'd have to be more or less like a block away from the tower. But with sub six, it's in between 4G LTE and a millimeter wave for 5G speed. So that one caters more, it can travel longer, so you can go further, you can have a lot more people on it. Uh, so what I think they do in America, especially on iPhones, you can have a mixture of both. 
So that way with your buffering issue, for example, you won't have that. So it might be that for the, for the meantime, I connect to YouTube, YouTube, the video that I'm watching, if I'm next to a millimeter away, for example, the video gets downloaded faster. So you get that whole thing downloaded up front rather than waiting for it to download as a watch along. So that way you don't get the buffering. Does that make sense? Right. So that, kind of yeah. like the, the, the router in, in your house gives you two options, a, a five uh, and a 2.4. If exactly. you're in the same room, connect to the five. I exactly. get it. I went it. to middle school. <laughs> <laughs> wow. For the comedian, you are on top of your, of your 5g trends. We saw an airport actually being shut down or them saying, no, you can't install 5g near an airport. Uh, you know, we're here in the UAE and Emirates uh, was shutting down flights to New York, which is kind of unthinkable, but that's a, that's a daily twice. That's a twice a day flight that, that's full every day because of 5g. Was, I don't know, was specifically around the 380 or it affected the 777 or what it was on Emirates uh, communication system uh, that's, that's unique. But they were definitely, they and for three or four days, they did not fly to certain U.S. airports because of 5G. That got resolved. But are there any other instances of technology interference that you think, oh, it's maybe, maybe the different wavelength that you talked about uh, needs to be considered? Uh, not that I know of. I think uh, 5G is a lot more secure as well. That's another thing. So I'm a bit shocked at that, um, at that information. I think what it was is they were installing, <laughs> they were upgrading to, a, uh, to 5G systems and because there was a different frequency, um, it was not safe for certain um, like air, communication systems. A380 yeah, or, or, or I don't know which one exactly as well. But that's what happened is as they were doing the upgrade, it wasn't considered safe to fly into these airports. So I think it was about a few that's, days, like Steve said. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Cause the last time we saw anything like that here wasn't to do 5g it was to do with drones. Um, because <laughs> <laughs> drones were flying and being flown near airports and they had to ground a lot of flights because they were worried about what these drones were doing in uh, the, the airspace. Yeah. There's a whole channel that's 24 seven on YouTube about a guy just sitting and watching uh, planes land in, in London Heathrow. Oh, right. He did it recently for the, uh, we had a big uh, storm here called Storm right. Eunice. Yeah, yeah. So he did a whole stream and like about... Of course, the storm had an Arab name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we call it Unice, as in EU. <laughs> so tell me a, 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 few, a few more questions here for you. As 5G, in, 5G as, an enable, to, as an enabler, talk about a couple. We, we hear a lot about uh, IoT yeah. and, and AI uh, and machine learning. Will 5G help enable some of these uh, technologies that, that we're hearing about to become more prevalent? Yeah, absolutely. I think, like I was saying, because um, your AI sits in the cloud most of the time um, with all the information and instructions and whatnot. So having 5G there to enable that is important because then, again, with your latency issue, it means if I'm here and I'm trying to ask my Alexa to do something, I need to be able to get that information quickly, as quickly as possible, downloaded from the cloud. So that those are kind of areas where 5G will be enabling IoT devices at home and even in the business case, use case scenario as well. How much faster are we trying to get? Is, is 5G enough for the next several years to come? Or are they working on 6G right now uh, um, and the next pandemic, to be clear? But uh, are, are we? <laughs> is, is there a need to, to continue or are, did we hit a sweet spot where we can rest here for the next decade and a half, for example? I think um, it works along the, the level of content that we consume in, on, on the consumer side. So now we're talking about 8K, 
you know, cameras and stuff. Once it starts shooting 8K content and uploading 8K content onto YouTube, then we're going to need the speeds to cope with 8K content. The more the population grows, the more we're going to need another level of G to, to cater for the level of bandwidth that we're going to need to cater for everyone and all the devices. And it's not just population, it's how many devices each person now owns, like our own two phones. Um, some people own multiple devices that connect to the internet at the same time. Your laptop's going to move from being um, just a laptop that you have to hook up to Wi-Fi and Ethernet cable to having 5G built into them so you can take them anywhere and game on the go, for example. So the more the technology that we use every day advances, the more there'll be need for the next level. So Tommy, uh, for the person using 5G, is your is your home Wi-Fi, is this basically recreating your home Wi-Fi experience and speed and latency everywhere that you go? Exactly. So you right. always, you'd say, hey, my 4G works pretty well everywhere, but I would really prefer my Wi-Fi. My yeah. Wi-Fi, especially if you're on the 5 gigahertz Wi-Fi. So this is basically recreating your home experience everywhere that you are. It's exactly that. Exactly that. I mean, like we were saying earlier, at home you get, um, even with fast internet at home, again, because we all have more and more devices at home, routers that allows five gigahertz, for example, come into play. So the more devices you have at home, the need for more bandwidth, the need for better routers, et cetera, et cetera, faster speeds. So we're trying to replicate that on the go as well. So the need for more people carrying more devices on them, laptops, phones, whatever, they need to, they all need to connect at the same time and still maintain speeds. So we're taking that outside and putting 5G into place to make that happen. You can quote me on that later, Tommy. Next, the next time someone's asking me, say, say, Steve gave this to me from the Master City podcast. It, uh, yeah, it's we, basically like, it's, take, it's taking your Wi-Fi everywhere that you go. Exactly. So it's, that, it's that sort of improvement. So just to give people an, an idea of what can they really expect when they move toward a full 5G environment, that it is that speed of 5 gigahertz at home but driving at, uh, you know, 100 kilometers an hour or 140 kilometers an hour, like we'd like to hear yeah. our alley as fast as fast as Ali likes to drive drive down the highway. Um, hey, I don't tell you a business, yeah. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> the way we talk about the internet, the way we talk about connectivity, it's sounding like it is almost a right for us as a consumer to have access to the fastest possible. So if you're in a place that, you know, we said earlier gets a 3G, it almost feels like it's your right to get 5G because, hey, the rest of the world is doing it. But places like Africa that still struggle with getting basic connection and a proper connection for them to participate in in, in what the world is doing. Um, how much do you think, you know, uh, providers or, or people who um, are curating this technology, how much do you think they're doing to make that happen in Africa? Because, you know, we, we've seen how creativity comes out of these things. We've seen how people, um, kids are making a lot of money, either streaming or gaming or stuff like that. These opportunities aren't really available to people. Do you think there's a way we can pressure them to do more or do you think they're even doing enough? Um, I think that has different layers to it. I think when it comes to places like Africa, you, you have to think about the politics, the type of politics that happens there. Um, mm. The government don't care for 5G. That's not that's not on their priority list. Um, and then you think about things like access to the engineers and the, 
the the capability to actually make this infrastructure happen. They don't have access to those things. And I think it's not, if the government wants to do it over there, they'll make it happen. But I think in this parts of the world, our governments have a mandate to have this level of technology. Let's talk about that. Let's get Tommy's point on this. I mean, I've, uh, I know that, you know, where I am at Manchester City, we're 97% covered. I'm not sure what the 3% is left, but we're 97, we have 97% coverage. The 3% uh, is your t- office, Steve. The 3% the 3% is my office. They don't trust me with 5G. So they follow, they follow me around and turn it off. But that's, uh, but everyone else in Manchester City is covered by, uh, is covered by 5G. But I've read that by, by 2025, we're still only expecting about a third of the world's population uh, to, to be covered. Uh, Tommy, is that uh, that what you're hearing too? And, and, and that seems uh, kind of like a slow rollout. We have to remember that the world is a big place. That's, you know, that's not a profound thing to say, but it's a huge place to cover when it comes to, to, to internet coverage in general. And I think um, people like Google are working on things like sending balloons and to, to rural parts of Africa to, to, to you know, to, to make internet available there. But it's sad though that that's the, that's the stats because if the internet's open to the rest of the world, just imagine how much, if it's, it's not open to the rest of the world right now, but if it does open, just imagine how much we're missing out on, how much intelligence, how much knowledge that we're missing out on. There's probably someone out there who's got a cure for cancer, but we'll never know because they're not connected to the internet. Right, but then they get internet and then they discover Wordle and that's their day. That's the end. Done. <laughs> it's over. I love Wordle. This word ocean, that has three vowels. Yeah, I love, I love Wordle. A, a, a serious question. Obviously, uh, cybersecurity is such a, a big deal for all of us now. And how does 5G, you, you mentioned earlier that 5G is more secure. How is moving to 5G going to make all of us more secure when you're using, when we're using our phones, when we're using our laptops, uh, because more and more data is being stored on there. I went out the other night to a restaurant without taking my wallet, completely forgot it, but it's okay. Cause I had my watch and I had my phone uh, and I just paid, paid for everything that way that often I go, I walk out for coffee now and think, Oh, I don't need my wallet. I just have my phone. So more and more of our data is actually being stored on our phone or even on our watches Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and obviously security is a big deal. How does 5G affect uh, you know, our ability to stay secure, to use even the things that we're using right now, uh, mm-hmm. but, in a, but in a more secure way? I think um, between devices and communication, encryption is better and encryption's faster almost real time now. Um, when you use WhatsApp, for example, that's real time encryption. Um, but I think as with anything to do with security anyway, it's the users are always the weakest link. So I can put all the two-factor authentication and everything on my Twitter account. But if I give my password away, there's no point in all those things. So 5G is secure, but the point is it's, still, it's, it's as secure as the users make it. Wouldn't you say that it's, it's a bit more complicated than that, than, than just clicking a link? Because there's there's no, uh, I mean, right now there's um, no click uh, hacks as well that are happening. Yeah, so, you say you, you you say that, but a lot of the time the the all the big hacks that happen, they all happen through silly, simple things to the extent of someone leaving a laptop on a train that they're ooh. not meant to take out of the office. 
let's bring it, let's bring it back to 5G. Yeah. Uh, and, and what it, and what it will take to, uh, to, to get that, to get that role, to get that rollout moving. Uh, I've read recently that they're going to actually going to use things like street lights and traffic lights mm. to actually use repeaters and to add more 5G technology there so that we don't have to have some of the towers. Is it true that in uh, there's a city in, in the UK, uh, what was it? Uh, Kent, uh, was it Kent where they actually hey, burned down one big dish? No, I'm sorry, yeah, Kent. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry for the fine people of Kent, but didn't they burn? Did they burn down it or refuse it? What had happened? They didn't like the looks of the 5G tower. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they burned they burn it down, and there's a there's a place in Birmingham as well where where they, they burn it down because Facebook they got misinformed. People think they they'll get cancer by having it there. What? Um, there's misinformation on Facebook. Tommy, say it's not so. Uh, no way. Of all places, <laughs> they burned it down. They burned it Such down. Such a yeah. can't move. I uh, know, proper. <laughs> no, no. That, that's, that's a that's a dad joke, man. <laughs> I could no. not do it. <laughs> Okay, so it's that time of the podcast where we see what Ali has learned. So our rapid fire questions. Number one, what does the G in 5G stand for? Generation. Yes. Boom. Nailed it. I win. Steve, you lose. I'm out of here. No, number two. Five questions. <laughs> oh, there's more. What is what is Google sending to increase connectivity in parts of Africa? Balloons, for whatever reason. Number three, name three 5G applications. Got none, man. I actually thought that was a sound effect, man. That was great. No, thank you. That's why I learned these things, man. You don't have answers. That was was amazing. That was amazing. Oh. Wow. One more more time. We've lost 5G completely, but we've got Ali, uh, you know, noises. Cool. Good. Number four. And this one gets tricky. What are millimeter waves? And name one issue with it. Hey, this didn't happen in this podcast. There's where no you, way. Where have you been? Where have you been? Tommy did Anywhere a whole else. thing on. Tommy did a whole thing on millimeter waves. Listen, and I got two different, at some point, and, 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 and the two different the types of technology. Tommy gave us a whole explanation of that. Tommy, you want to give us the answer here for everyone listening at home? Yeah, so millimeter wave is a type of uh, 5G uh, frequency used, uh, which is basically it's faster. It's you know it's got a bigger pipeline for more traffic. But the problem we've got with it is it can only travel in short distances. So you need towers to you know loads of towers in between short spaces to be able to. That's when I was connected. thinking about that one joke about the the routers. Yeah, you got to yeah, give yeah. me credit. I mean, I can't just listen to everything he's saying. <laughs> That's why you're here. <laughs> <laughs> Ali, see how talk, see how the semantics. See how smart semantics. Now, okay, and the last question. Okay, it better be easy. Also, I got to point out that Steve has a document right in front of him that he's cheating from, and he's sitting there high and mighty. Oh, he did talk about this. Go ahead, Steve, with your condescending questions. Those are my favorite type of questions. I'm, I'm sorry, parent. I got worked out. I'm, I'm, I'm so a, sorry. I'm, I'm a parent. I've had a lot of practice in condescending questions, Ali. I'm also okay. a child. Now, last one. Should we be burning down 5G antennas? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to thank Tommy. You can find all of his uh, all of his stuff, all his takes on 
5G and gadgets and everything else on Gadgets Boy. Uh, and I want to thank Ali for always for joining me here and making it a whole lot more interesting for you. <laughs> thank you for tuning in. Make sure you follow and subscribe to Future Forward wherever you get your podcasts. Rate us, review us, send us feedback. Tell your friends, tell your colleagues, tell everybody you know. You can also learn more about Mazdar City and how we're leading the conversation around technology and sustainability at www.mazdarcity.ae. Until next time, goodbye.